Podcast. I'm Anton Irwin. I'm joined by nobody. Usual game night, home game night deal. Uh, although still a lot to talk about. I was a little nervous going into the game and then midway through the game that there wasn't going to be very much to talk about. But uh, Luke gave us stuff to, to, to be able to chat about here tonight uh, by playing the South Bay Lakers guys. Alex Caruso comes in, gives good minutes. Uh Mo Wagner came in, sparked a little energy, pissed off Paul Millsap. <laughs> uh, Isaac Bonga even got in on the action late, though, uh, although it was Jonathan Williams played a little bit. Uh, and it was good to see those guys rewarded with a ton of minutes after they got the Lakers back into the game. So a lot on that, a lot on this this culture stuff. Rajon Rondo is going to come up. LeBron James is going to come up. Uh, he passed Michael Jordan for fourth on the list of all-time NBA scorers. So so we have a ton to get to. Let's dive right in. You guys know where to find the show. You guys know where to find me. I want to start, though, with this idea of culture. We've talked about it a ton uh, in, in regards to what the Lakers are looking to build moving forward. And, and look, heading into tonight... Luke Walton said that if he sees selfish play or or lackadaisical play from from anybody, that those guys aren't going to see the court. And uh, to his credit, he stuck by that. JaVale McGee uh, was was out there and looked all right. You know, kind of kind of floated a little bit there for a while in the third quarter. Was getting roasted by Jokic and saw the bench, only played 21 minutes, Uh, though that's pretty much what he's been playing lately anyway. Uh, Contavious Caldwell-Pope played seven minutes on the night, shot only twice. Again, that's becoming a theme with Contavious Caldwell-Pope. He is in there to shoot, and if he isn't getting shots up, that means he isn't putting himself in position to be able to get those shots up. That's lazy play, which is really weird when you consider what he's playing for right now. He's had probably the most disappointing season, I think, of any of the Lakers. Uh, and and I'm going to be interested to see what his next deal looks like. Hell, I'd, I'd laugh my tail off if Clutch fired him or if Clutch told him to find new representation. Uh, you look at you look across the roster. Lance Stevenson was fine. He was Lance Stevenson. Uh, but but you really you you look at the guys who got the Lakers back into it. Wagner played 27 minutes. Caruso played 29 minutes. Uh, LeBron, actually, I was surprised to see him back in late in the game to try to, you know, sneak out a victory. Uh, Jonathan Williams played 15 minutes. So you saw a lot of the guys get rewarded for going about this game the right way. And if the Lakers are going to build culture, this is the way they're going to have to do it. This is what they're going to have to do is send a message to those guys who do not deserve to wear a Lakers uniform and 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 it just it goes back to this idea of of thinking that merely because a player wears Lakers purple and gold that they are just going to act differently right they're 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 going to ditch all bad habits they had elsewhere they're going to care about an organization that won't sign them beyond the single year that they're playing there 
And and when you look at you know the way that some of these guys handle themselves over the course of the of this season, and especially once the chips were especially down when 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 the, the everything got really tough, you saw a lot of guys hang their head, and you saw a lot of guys start shooting for themselves and 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 vying only for for personal gain, and. I really hope that Magic and Palinka take note of that stuff. This is, it's it's great to think that you know you'll bring in somebody like Rajon Rondo, who has uh, championship experience and and a lot of playoff victories and and hell helped win a playoff series last year against a probably better Portland Trailblazers team. Uh, but as soon as stuff didn't go his way, especially uh, last night. He was sitting it, the people were pointing to the Indiana game where he sat on the other side of Marco Nunez, which is technically not quite on the bench, but is at least relatively close, right? Uh, but we've all seen the screenshots. We've all seen what what's been going on there or what was going on there late in the game. And to me, the the thing that was the most telling was Luke Walton looking down the end of the bench, looking at Rondo with a confused slash pissed off face. And, and that just, that just tells me that he wasn't in on it. And that takes away a lot of the explanations that, that you might get for that type of behavior. And if there isn't an explanation, a viable explanation, I just don't see the purpose of bring bringing Rondo back. Who's he going to mentor? Who, Lonzo Ball needs to learn that from Rajon Rondo. Lonzo needs to learn how to sell out his team from Rajon Rondo. Fuck out of here. Get out of here. And and this is always my problem with this idea that you know what I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to I'm going to collect myself and and not get carried away here, but uh, when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about this idea, this concept of mentorship. Uh, so we'll be back here in a second. So you hear it all the time, and actually I went on Locked On Nuggets uh, two days ago by the time you guys are actually listening to this, but I went on Locked On Nuggets and I talked to Adam Modis, who I also, by the way, host Locked On NBA with, and he was talking to me about Isaiah Thomas and this concept of Isaiah being there as a leader who has really helped behind the scenes, and and to a certain extent, like that's that is a valuable skill set. That is something that that Thomas does offer. He is somebody who tells a completely unique story to anybody really in the NBA. He was drafted 60th overall, fought all the way tooth and nail to be able to have an MVP caliber season, gets sold out by Danny Ainge, now is is still fighting to, to remain in the league. So I'm sure that he has a ton of stuff that he could teach any young guy uh, who wants to listen to him. And that's valuable. But then Isaiah Thomas sees the court, right? And as soon as Isaiah Thomas sees the court, those warts that you overlook because you weren't, you haven't been able to watch him play, and and all you're looking at is his ability as a leader and as a mentor and stuff like that. Well, those warts pop back up when he sees the court, and eventually that guy actually needs to produce. And that's where Denver has, has kind of struggled this year is where he gets into situations where they expect him to produce, produce and, and he just can't, right? And and you're seeing it again here with Rajon Rondo where we've heard it all year 
that he has been this incredible leader, this great mentor, and that might be the case, that his his selling out a team tonight doesn't necessarily mean that he hasn't been a leader all year long, right? He might have just had a bad moment uh, and 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 maybe everybody can can move on from it. I I don't think they should. I think Magic Johnson and and Rob Polinka need to send a message to everybody around the league. Like that bullshit won't stand. That stuff will not stand. You sell out the Lakers, we sell you out. We we get rid of you, Rondo. You want to sit there? You want to sit there at the end of the game? You want a courtside seat? Cool. You're cut, and you owe us a couple thousand dollars for the amount of that seat at the end of the game. That can't actually happen, to be clear. Should. It'd be fun. It'd be great. Uh, I mean, hell, they could find him. Yeah. Charge him for the damn seat. <laughs> but but to get back to the point here about mentorship and veterans is that this is something that a veteran can kind of skate by with, and, and it allows them to be a little bit worse uh, and not get noticed as much. As a veteran, right? Is it, so long as so long as you don't create problems in the locker room, you're going to get deemed a good locker room guy, right? And if you're a good locker room guy and you are producing at a rate lower than, say, a, a quote unquote bad locker room guy, well, the bad locker room guy might get some might get tabbed with a selfish player, empty stats, stuff like that. And and you look at the way that, that Rajon Rondo has been covered this year. He's been terrible. He's been actively one of the worst Lakers on the season. And, and yet that hasn't been talked about all that much because, hey, look, he's been this good locker room guy. Look at all these young guys keep pointing to how much – He's 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 helping them off the court. How often are you going to hear like if if a young guy, let's say Lonzo Ball, gets asked about Rajon Rondo? Uh, hey, I saw you talking with Lonzo with uh, with Rajon over there uh, on in, in the corner. Uh, what were you guys talking about? Has he been good for you this year? Teammates are almost never, especially young guys, aren't going to sell out an older player, right? That older player probably come over and kick his ass. <laughs> so this idea that because Lonzo Ball says, oh, yeah, Rajon Rondo, he's been a great teammate. He's been really, really good. And then we see him in this very public moment sell out his team. Like those two things, while that might have just been a moment of weakness, those two things don't quite coincide, right? And and again, it, it to me, it just gets back to the point of these last now 17 games is to build culture, have momentum going into next season. If you aren't going to outright tank and sit everybody, then build some momentum, build some culture so that you can build on that foundation heading into this offseason and not just for the remainder of the time that you have LeBron James, but for the rest of of, of your your organization's future, you have this this culture to build off of. You look at you look at teams like the San Antonio Spurs, right? Where Talent has kind of come and gone, and and it's helped that they had Tim Duncan for a really long time, and he was a unique superstar, right? Um, and and as such, they were always going to be in a special spot because he was willing to take less to keep his teammates around. He was a really humble guy. He wasn't going to say anything, and if he did said say something, he was always productive. He was he was unique in that in that respect as a superstar. 
And then he and then he goes, and they had this situation with Kawhi Leonard where it looked like, oh, great, they got another guy like that. Uh, and it didn't turn out that way. And most organizations, I would imagine the Lakers, for example, if they went through the Kawhi Leonard thing, they would bottom out and you would have to rebuild all over again, right? But but San Antonio figured out a way to go through all of that crap with, with Kawhi Leonard and come out on the other end able to compete still. And here they are in the playoffs for the... 37th straight time or whatever the number is right and and a huge chunk of that is organizational stability uh culture it is an understanding of of what matters and 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 an understanding of what kind of guys might buy into what matters for the spurs and you know They've they've figured that out. It's a it's a market inefficiency at this point, right? And for the Lakers, they're the opposite of that. They think that they're finding these guys, but like Lance Stevenson was never going to be that kind of a player. JaVel McGee was never going to be that kind of a player. They can give the right quotes at the beginning of the season, and they can continue to give those quotes when the team is winning and they're in the four slash five seed, right? But as soon as the chips are down, as soon as the, the momentum goes rolling in the wrong way, what did all those guys do? Nothing else need be say there. They sat at the wrong end of the, they, they sat away from the bench. Send a message here. Wave JaVel McGee. Wave Rajon Rondo. Wave Lance. Get KCP the hell out of here. You have, you have enough bodies. We saw it. We already saw it. And if you need to find bodies, then hit the, hit the G League. Like the, a huge reason, the reason the Lakers got back into the game last night is because the guys who were playing gave a shit. They they cared, and 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 Pete and I talked about this that last game or, or that last show and yesterday's show where we said all we want to see from those players who step onto the court is look like you care, look like you care, show me some pride, and and those guys who did get the Lakers back into the game. Remember, at one point it was like a two point game. The Lakers very easily could have tied it, but unfortunately, Josh Hart's tendonitis in his knee popped up at a really bad time. He wasn't able to finish that layup, and then I believe it was Murray who hit a three-pointer at the other end, and it was a five-point game all over again. And then, you know, they, they just slowly but surely got it back up to a double-digit game. But those guys who got, got the Lakers back into the game, they did that because they cared. They did that because they paid attention to to assignments. They did that because Alex Caruso was fighting tooth and nail to stay in front of anybody who he was in front of. At one point in the fourth quarter, Luke subs Rajon Rondo back in. The very first defensive possession that he has, Gary Harris drives right around him without even making a move, by the way. Rondo just kind of stands there. Barely you know, doesn't even foul the guy on his way to the on his way to the rim. He just lets him get a layup, uh, driving middle. Nobody gets over to help, and and there's your mentor leader guy, right? There's your big championship experience guy, and and again, it just gets back to the point I was making a second ago. That that mentorship, that leadership, that's that's fine. Be a freaking coach. <laughs> they get paid less, but be a coach. If you if you if all you want if all you want your veterans to do is just be decent locker room people, well then hire a bunch of coaches. Hire hire freaking the Dalai Lama. Bring Barack Obama into your freaking into your locker room. I'm sure he'd be a great locker room guy. 
I, I whatever whatever the hell the Lakers had going tonight, like that's not that's 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 a not only is it embarrassing for Rajon Rondo, not only is it embarrassing for the Lakers as a whole that they would ever employ a Rajon Rondo and put themselves in a situation where they can be sold out like that, but that again, it just goes back to this front office not understanding how the modern NBA works. And and I hope that they learn this as soon as they possibly can. I hope they learn it tonight. I hope by the time I'm done recording this thing, Rajon Rondo is is it, it has been given a pink slip, and that dude, I almost dropped an MF for there. That dude would not be able, by the way, if he was shown the door to hop onto a playoff team. March first is come and gone. If there's if there's a way to really affect the dude's pocket, that's the way you do it. And and I hope that the Lakers do that. Send a message to everybody. It's Rajon Rondo. It's not like doing that is going to send ripples throughout the league that you're that 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 you just discard people when they don't when they don't abide stupid rules. No, he did this. He knew what he was doing. Luke didn't know what he was doing. There's no reason for Rajon Rondo to be on the team anymore. And hell, the lack of Rajon Rondo in the in the rotation might make the Lakers win a couple games. I'm fine with that. All right, I'm going to take a quick second. When we come back, I'm going to talk about LeBron James uh, making history. I want to talk a little bit about, you know, what I saw uh, from those who did care and and whether or not that might, you know, extend to the rest of the team. I'm a little dubious about that, that it might. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on that here in a second. All right, we're back. Uh, the Lakers again lose to the Denver Nuggets, one fifteen to ninety nine. Uh, they fall to whatever games back of the eight seed that they are currently. I believe it's like six and a half still, maybe seven. Uh, Might have actually no. The Kings lost tonight, so uh, I believe it it stayed right where it was. Uh, but again, they're they're fighting math right now. They are. Those the on those occasions where the Kings lose, the Lakers need to win if they want a chance of getting into the playoffs. And again, I don't, I don't think they will. Uh, frankly, I haven't thought they would since they didn't fire Luke coming back from the All Star break. Uh, but but here they are. And and again, the theme for for tonight's show has been caring, right? Uh, I hope you guys hear it in my voice that I, I legitimately care about this stuff. I I was recording with Harrison and uh, we were we were recording the Lake Show Live show, uh, the, not the Lake Show Live, the Lake Show, whatever it is, uh, for Silver Screen and Roll, and 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 the the topic came up of of like why, you know, when when I have these takes, when I'm as hard on the Lakers as I am, it doesn't come from a, a from a standpoint of like I think that I can do better than whoever it is that I'm criticizing at that time. It's not, it's, it's nothing personal against anybody who I happen to be criticizing. It's that I care deeply, not just about the Lakers as an organization as, and, and as an institution, but the Lakers have given me a lot. I'm here recording in an actual house that I'm able to afford because I, because the, the Lakers have given me a ton, because the Lakers community, the fan base has given me a ton. They've given me everything. I have a kid on the way, and I'm going to hopefully put that kid through college because I've been able to, to, to get the amount of support from you guys as I have. And, and 
I, I want like when I when I criticize the Lakers, it's my way of trying to return the favor by just pointing out ways that they can run a little bit better. And if they start maybe doing those things and 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 if those if those margins are are fulfilled or, or operated at a higher level, that maybe the Lakers could turn around and, and offer a better product to you guys. And and, and that, that matters deeply to me. And it, it's why I get so angry watching Rajon Rondo, a Celtic of all people, insult the Lakers the way that he did. Fuck that, man. I No, that's not cool to me. And and I I, I care deeply that, that a, a proper message gets sent to him. Uh, I hope deeply that he gets asked about it after the game, uh, at the very least. And and so, you know, anyway, but getting back to to last night's game, the theme here is caring, right? And those guys who got the Lakers back into it against a good Denver Nuggets team that is finally, by the way, fully healthy. The Lakers crawled back to within two and and I would imagine had some people in Denver pretty nervous. Hell, if I was a Nuggets fan, I'd be looking at at the way tonight went or last night went and I'd be saying to myself, "All right, we have we still have some legitimate concerns. We can't guard wings. We can't uh if if Jokic is matched up against a smaller, quicker, more athletic and maybe longer big, he's really going to struggle, right? Uh and and so you you kind of for for the Lakers just merely caring made the Denver Nuggets nervous. And, well, do I think they'll win more often than they'll lose while Lonzo Ball recovers and Brandon Ingram recovers? And, and hell, we don't really know what's going on there. Uh, that's that The fact that they can't really pinpoint a, a singular play as to how he got hurt, that makes me a little nervous. Uh, but it, so long as Lonzo and, and Ingram and Kuzma are out, I, do I think the Lakers will win uh, very often over the course of these last 17 games? No. But show me that you care. That's all I ask. And I don't think that's a ton to ask in either. And and maybe those veterans, and, and by the way, if I was Luke Walton, if I was Magic Johnson, if I was Rob Palenka, I'd go to those guys and be like, look, you're you're either going to sit on the bench so long as you pout or play selfishly or continue to do whatever the hell it is that Contavious Caldwell Pope is out there doing, you either get to sit on the bench and you don't get to make a case for yourself for your next contract this upcoming summer. Remember, everybody, all these guys whose contracts end, uh, Mike Muscala, Contavious Caldwell Pope, Lance Stevenson, uh, Rajon Rondo, JaVale McGee, Reggie Bullock, like all these guys whose contracts end, they, Reggie Bullock to a lesser extent, uh, played a part in one of the most disappointing seasons in Lakers history. So they're already behind the eight ball in terms of convincing another team to give them a contract close to what they hope to be paid, right? And on top of that, you're going to sit here and mope. And if you get benched down the re- down the stretch of the rest of the season, then and 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 if you you can't risk getting waived right because you can't join a team that's heading towards the playoffs and hope to to be able to play in those playoffs that deadline is passed so the only way for a lot of these guys to to make a case for their next contract is to get in there and play and it was great to see Luke Walton stick by his guns and say, you know what, if I don't like what I see effort-wise and and in terms of caring about the team concept and the team construct, you're going to be sitting right here next to me or in, in Rondo's case, right next to 2 Chain's son. 
uh, and and if the the more time that those guys spend next to Luke Walton or to Chain Sun, if he decides to randomly travel with the Lakers the rest of the season, the longer those guys spend on the sidelines, the less opportunity they have to make to any team to sign them. And like I said, that's the carrot that you need to hold in front of these guys. And I hope that by a watching all the the the, the Lakers who had that opportunity to play and B, watch them thrive against a better Denver Nuggets team, and C, see the way that Lakers fans, the, the way that that effort resonated with Lakers fans. Like, that's th- those are all reasons for those guys to have a wake-up call here. And if they don't have one, then F them. Get rid of them. We don't need <laughs> The Lakers don't need those guys around. Eventually, maybe Kyle Kuz- Kuzma's, I think, only supposed to be out about a week. So... Once he comes back, that's one less body that you need to worry about there. Contavious Caldwell-Pope wants to keep on whining. All right, cool. Get out of here. Have fun. You, you, ja- JaVale McGee wants to 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 keep moping and, and can't play more than 21 minutes in a game. Cool, fine. Mo Wagner went out there and he played. He worked his ass off. Might not have played his ass off, but he worked his ass off. I'll take that. The Lakers don't need wins right now. I'd prefer they get a couple, but they don't need wins right now. So why why play the quote unquote better player if if you don't necessarily need those wins? And and again, so long as so long as those guys don't sit there, or, or so long as they are sitting there on the sidelines and they aren't able to make a case to 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 earn their next contract, well, that's their loss. That's the way I think the Lakers should approach the rest of the season. Uh, obviously, does it, it practically speaking, logically thinking, uh, thinking, does it does it make sense for them to lose as often as possible and maybe sneak into, you know, position to be able to to creep into the top five for a draft pick? Okay, fine. Or a top eight for a draft pick? Okay, fine. I can I can roll with that, I guess. But in terms of what's best for the organization right now, I think culture is is what the Lakers really need to build. And a night like tonight. They take a big step in doing that by a rewarding those who who played the way that that the Lakers want their everybody who is involved in the organization to play, and b for 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 de incentivize decentivizing people to to continue to mope by sitting them there on the court or on the sideline. I, I look. Would I prefer the Lakers beat the Denver Nuggets? Obviously, duh. That would have been a fun win. I would have loved to rub that in Adam's face. But did the game go as I might have hoped? Yeah, I'd probably say so. I don't walk away from that game angry at all for, for those who, who fought back and got the Lakers back into the game. The people I'm angry at right now are the people the, 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 the people who employed the KCPs, the Lance Stevensons, the JaVale McGees, and the Rajon Rondos in the first place. And then for Rajon Rondo, man, that dude shouldn't be employed tomorrow. That's just flat out. Get him out. Get him out. Let him let him mentor Two Chain Son. I'm fine with that. That'll do it for this episode of the Locked On Lakers podcast, though. I'm Anthony Irwin, telling you to have a great rest of your day. Make somebody else's, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.